0: Welcome to Souls Harbors Weekly Podcast. We believe that God has called us to lead people into a relationship with Jesus Christ, help them grow to be like Jesus, and involve them in reaching lost people. Listen now to this week's message. Hey, we're going to get started tonight, uh, and we're going to be in our Bible study, Galatians, uh, here shortly. Uh, We're going to go ahead and jump into that, and I am just trying to see... uh, Who we've got on our feed here tonight and try to get my volume turned down so we don't get an echo going on. All right. I see. I see some people. All right. I can see your comments. It's nice to have a little feedback. Hi, Shelly. Hi, Bill. Cheryl. Goods. Good to see you, Jessica. Uh, And who else we got? Mac and Pat. Good to see you guys. And Shelly, you now have sound, I hope. Uh, Have you got sound, everybody? Brenda's watching, Brenda's in there, Sam and Don. Hi, Sam, good to see you guys tonight. I'm just looking at my little screen here to check out the feed as we go along. Uh, that is awesome. Hey, um, couple things tonight, I, and I, I wanna wait till we get a few more people on here. I've got a couple of announcements, a couple things I wanna share with you um, as we do this. Let me show you the feed we're gonna try tonight. Tonight's gonna be a little different, and let me, let me just see if I can jump to this real quick. And uh, this is what it's going to look like. My Bible notes are, my Bible is actually going to be on the screen with us if this works. So let me jump over to this and see what it looks like. You. So if I've done this correctly, uh, you can see me and you can see you're actually looking at my Bible on my tablet, uh, my highlights, my notes, all of that stuff um, at the same time that I am. And I, I learned I could do this today, so I... I still got some things to figure out but I thought you know it would be fun in a future week maybe to be able to actually do a Bible study and walk you through the process of what I do when I want to when I when I study a passage of scripture and uh, I, I thought you guys might enjoy that As a matter of fact I've had a few people ask me about that so we've got a few more coming on we're up to 10. Uh, and we are going to—I doubt this is everybody, but we're going to go ahead and keep moving forward here because, uh, hi, Scott. Scott made it, and uh, we're going to um, get into Galatians tonight. Let me make a couple of announcements real quick. First one is this. Hey, Extravagant Offering is coming this Sunday. Uh, I think Pastor Ruthie—in fact, I know she's already got set up in uh, Easy Tithe— the option for that, so if you are, are at a place you're ready or whenever you're ready um, to, to be involved in that, uh, it's there and available. That category is there. We actually had somebody even back at Palm Sunday went ahead and made that um, pledge. So that we'll be sharing more about that uh, Friday and then, of course, Sunday um, this year it's going to work the uh, rework the sanctuary. It, it's going to update our, our sound system. And now that we're in this um, online Facebook live season of life, uh, we're also going to utilize it to upgrade some equipment and uh, help with some software and, and get some things that we need there as well that will help us continue to have our Bible studies. And continue to um, put put uh, our services out there online. So it it's, it all ties into this. It all ties into God. How can we more effectively reach lost people and teach them and train them and grow them to be like you? So uh, we want you to pray about that. Whatever God drops on your heart is is what we want you to do. Uh, this is never. and You guys know me well enough to know this is never a high sell or meant to be a high sell, um, hard push kind of thing. It's whatever God speaks to your heart to do. And uh, I'll tell you what I've experienced is when people listen to God, um, they're just incredibly uh, generous. That, that that's been my experience. So wanted to remind you of that. That's coming up Sunday. I'm looking forward to that. The second thing, and I keep watching our feed there. Cody's on, and Sandy's on, and Aria's on. Hi, Aria. It's good to see you tonight. Uh, good to see you, Cody, and Sandy as well. Hey. So last Sunday, here's the here's the announcement I, I need to make tonight. Uh, so last Sunday, we had our first open service at the church, and it was great. I, I so enjoyed being able to worship with you all again, or, or most of you. Uh, and we actually had a lot of people back that I had not expected to to be back quite yet. It was so good to see them. And uh, what that means is we had, we, we counted, we had 53 people with us. Uh, last Sunday. And when we looked around the sanctuary after pulling out chairs so we could do the social distancing, we were within about five, six, seven, eight people, maybe a few more than that, of being full. And then Ruthie and I, like every pastor ever after church, we went back and started to count and look at who wasn't there and who are we expecting to come back this coming Sunday. And a lot of people had already told us we wouldn't be back the first week, but we would be back the second or third. So when it was all said and done, we realized there was somewhere between uh, 20, maybe 30 additional people that are probably gonna be a part of our service. So we went in today and we began to look at the seating arrangements. Can we add some seats? Can we pull out the tables that we had set up in the back, put pews in and still keep the social distancing? And it didn't take very long to realize we can't do that. We just don't have enough room. So what that means is a lot faster than I had expected to have to do it. We are going to go, as of this Sunday, we're going to go to two services. And uh, it's going to be a lot more work uh, for some. And and you know that, that piece of it is okay because I really do believe it's going to open up some great opportunities. So here's what we're going to do Sunday. We're going to have our first service at 930 in the morning. It'll start at 930. It'll be an hour long, just like we've done in the past. It'll be 9.30 till 10.30. And then we're going to have a 30-minute, call it a passing period. So in that 30 minutes, uh, from the end of service at 10.30 until 11, uh, we're going to let you all get out and the next group come in. And then at 11 o'clock, we'll start our next service. So we'll have a service from 9.30 till 10.30, 30 minutes in between, and then we'll have an 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock service. So um, that will allow us then to be able to uh, seat up to 50 or 60 people, uh, keep social distancing in place and continue to see God move and God grow the kingdom. And uh, I I think it's going to be a really uh, cool thing. And I'll tell you, I'm you know, I was surprised at how full the church was on Sunday being a Memorial Day weekend, but that was one of those pleasantly surprised moments. So I was really excited for that. Um, so a couple of things with that. Uh, the first is, please don't take this wrong, but at the end of that first service, those of you that come to first service when it's over at 10:30, um, take a minute, say bye to everybody, hi to everybody. Uh, you know, from six foot distance and all that. But we're going to need you to move out relatively fast because we will need to come in between services and clean and wipe down, uh, disinfect all the the doorknobs and clean the bathrooms and spray down the uh, pews and that kind of thing. Uh, Also, I would encourage you to go ahead and continue to park one space apart. But with us going to two services and and probably having smaller crowds in each service, uh, if you could... Park in the front parking lot. That would be great because what I don't want to have happen uh, is somebody drive by and we only have two cars in the front parking lot and we have uh, everybody else in the back. So keep the space between cars, but let's try to park in the front parking lot until it's relatively full. That would be very helpful as well. Uh, I'm trying to think. I've got a list of stuff here. We've been just running through all the the logistics of this today uh, and and yesterday and trying to figure out what it's going to take to get in place uh something else that would really help me greatly and and if you're willing if you will do this i would so appreciate it we need we want to keep a balance between the two services as much as possible and i've already had two couples tell me yeah absolutely we would like to come to the 930 service but here's the thing if you know for sure that you would prefer to come to the 930 service and you're planning on coming to the 930 service would you do this would you either send us a facebook message in the group here or text Ruthie, or call the church and leave a voicemail, or or if you call at the right time, get somebody. Um, email us, call us, somehow let us know uh, just who you are, how many are coming in 9:30. Just say 9:30. That's all you've got to do, and that would help me to plan. And then if I see all of a sudden we've got you know we've got 50 people coming in one service and only six coming in the other, uh, then that would allow me to get on the phone and call a few people and say, hey, would you mind making an adjustment uh, and, and and coming at the other service. So if you could do that, that would be great. Now, I just got a note here uh, from my wife telling me that they can't hear me. It just came through on my text. Now, I hope what that means is my text is super delayed and um, you guys can really hear me. So uh, somebody give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Let me know that you're out there and it's all good. Anybody, everybody, let let me know. Hi, Gene. Pastor and janitor with us. I'm looking through my list here. Um, Good to have you guys tonight. I still got no thumbs up, so I don't know whether I'm being heard or whether I'm not. I think I am. There we go. I got one. Okay, I hope that's a good sign. All right, so I think that's everything with regards to two services. Got any, there we go. Now they're all flying. Okay, if you've got any other questions, let us know. Listen, again, be patient. This is, I've said this before. um, This is our first pandemic. Uh, so, you, you, you know, we're, we're working our way through this just like you all are as well. Uh, so I think that covers it. That would be great. I'm turning the volume up, guys. I'm getting a little feedback here that you can't hear me. Let me know if that's better or not. So service times for Debbie. I see Debbie missed the times. Service times are 930 to 1030 with a passing period of uh, half an hour. And then the second service will be... 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock so that's what we'll be looking at guys uh, for this for the service on Sunday all right I think that's it you ready for Galatians anybody much better Christine says good I kind of like getting some feedback here there was there was there we go on the sound all right good deal you guys are going to make me crazy by the time this is done looking at all the screens okay we are going to jump into Galatians Listen, um, it is 6.42, so I have ate up 12 minutes talking about really important stuff that we did need to, to discuss. So so I don't want to short Galatians too much, and we'll probably make it two weeks anyway, but let's pray, and then we're going to jump into this, and we may go just five minutes or so past seven tonight, uh, hopefully, because I really want to talk about Galatians. This is going to be a fun series let's pray you guys join me in prayer okay will you do that heavenly father we thank you so much tonight for your goodness to us and it is uh even though the circumstances are just weird and odd it's good to have to to actually go to an additional service so we can see more people come and worship you together and i pray god as we move into this and it impacts everybody it impacts our staff it impacts our volunteers it impacts our worship team uh, God, help us each one uh, to remember it's not about me. It's about others. It's about you. And, and I pray, God, you give the strength and you give us the wisdom to work through all the just the strategic stuff. And I pray, Lord, that as, as we are working a, a service into an hour, that your Holy Spirit would be a part of everything we do. And God, your presence would still be be there. We need your presence. We're desperate for your presence. And today, God, we ask you to just guide us and direct us in every step we take to live out our purpose, reach lost people, and grow them to be like Jesus. Tonight, God, as we get into this Galatians study, I pray that you help us to to hear your voice, to grow, to learn, and to just dig deeper into the Word of God. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, I heard somebody say, Years ago, I guess it's it's probably been now, uh, you know, churches that have to or choose to make their service fit into an hour. I I know sometimes that feels almost unspiritual, but the comment was made, you know, if there's a legitimate reason for making it happen that time, other than I got to get to the buffet quicker Um, God knows that and God is sovereign and God is absolutely able to get accomplished everything he needs to get accomplished in an hour's time. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't limit God by putting things in an hour. God knows how much time we've got. And I I thought when I heard that, I thought that's, that's good. That's good. God absolutely can handle this, and I believe in this instance God can handle this as well, and we can still experience the presence of God, and we can still experience the presence of, of the Holy Spirit, and we can still have some powerful worship in the Word of God preached and taught, um, even in that hour window. What, is it my first choice? No, probably not, but God isn't caught off guard or caught by surprise. All right, enough said with that. Galatians. Now let's jump into this tonight. Um, Galatians, we're gonna look at it from the context of the gospel. Now, I put out a little promo video earlier in the week and um, basically What it said was this we all have one life And we all pretty much leave it the same way and and that is true We all leave this life the same way and I suspect if you ask the man or the woman on the street Hey, are you prepared to move from this life to the next life um, you'd get a variety of answers. I think that's true. But I also think that it's true uh, that you would hear one answer more than any other. And this is the answer. If you, In fact, let me just throw that out to you. What do you think would be the answer from the person? I'm talking non-Christian, no uh, church background, whatever. Are you ready? It, are you ready to meet God? Are you ready to pass from this life to the other? What do you think most people would come back with? I mean, I suspect it would be a yes, but what would be the reason for that? you have any idea? Why do you think most people would say, yeah, I'm ready? How do you know you're ready? Well, because I am. What do you guys think? I'd love to hear from you for a minute. If somebody's got a thought on that, what do you think people would throw back at you most often? Anybody? Got any thoughts on this one? we got a 20-second delay, so I'm trying to uh, wait for you all to catch up with me here. And if not, I'm going to give you an answer. don't know that there is a single answer, but I've got a suspicion with this. There it is. Thank you, Shelly. Shelly nailed it, and I think that's absolutely it. You ask people, what would they say? They would say, I'm a good person. Most people would. Christine's there, too. I'm a good person. Um, And that's what we want to address tonight. How good is good enough? Because here's the thing. If you believe that what makes you ready to move from this life to the next life is simply that you are a good person, well, okay, that's fine. And, and I don't want to be seen as arguing that you know you shouldn't be a good person because certainly being a good person is better than not being a good person. But if, if being a good person is the answer, how good is good enough? How good do you have to be? Because there's a lot of people I know that are... Um, not all that good that would tell you, yeah, I'm good enough. How good is good enough? And I think that's a really important question and a really good place to start. The other thing I would suggest to you tonight, the other way that this this lesson, this teaching is going to go, is this. Uh, uh, we in the church, we struggle with this. We're going to see this is not a new thing. Paul Paul is working through this in these first two chapters of Galatians. We We tend to say with our mouth that all it takes to be ready to move from one life to the other, to be prepared, to, to move into eternity with Jesus is you have to have a relationship with Jesus we, we, we tend to say with our mouth all it takes is faith and, and asking Christ to be your Savior but then we often implicitly or subconsciously go on and say all it takes is this but but you also will do this this and this and this and we've got to be really careful with that that we don't tack on to saved by grace through faith in Jesus to to mean that and then want to add an and to it and these other things so let's let's look at paul's comments um, comments now let's jump into uh galatians 5 1 and i'm just going to begin to work through this i'm going to read verse 1 and work my way down through this and i tried to turn off a lot of my highlights and i can either have them all on or all off so you're going to get a lot more highlights here than really matter Uh, but let's look at this together paul an apostle Forever and ever, Amen. That's Paul's opening. Now, I want you to see a couple of things in here because Paul really does a good job of foreshadowing or setting up what he's going to teach and what he's going to talk about. And one of the things I want you to see tonight is, is this: uh, just, just see the foreshadowing. He, he says, he says this. He, he talks about, uh, I am an apostle, not from men nor through man. In other words, it, it wasn't. I didn't become an apostle by election. They, they didn't pull together a committee. Uh, the 12 didn't vote on me. They didn't pull together the 120 from the upper room and say, let's take a vote and find out whether we want Paul to be an apostle or not. He says, I didn't go to the other apostles. I didn't go to the churches that existed. I didn't go to James or John or Peter and ask them, hey, can you guys give me a license or a certification and, and, and make it official that I'm an apostle? He says, I'm not an apostle from men nor through man. But I'm an apostle through Jesus Christ and God the Father. And I think that fact that his apostleship comes through Jesus Christ is setting things up for something we're going to see here in a little bit. The, the foreshadowing. The second thing I want you to see is in verse three. It says grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins. And I want to talk about tonight that word grace. We, we've really got to lay a little bit of foundation before we can go deeper into these first two chapters grace. What is grace? That's a word that we use occasionally. Probably the most common usage would be the idea of a grace period. And if you've ever had a bill due and it was due on the 31st and they gave you a 10-day grace period, you know that what that means is they're going to give you 10 extra days that you didn't deserve. They're going to give you a grace period. And probably the best way to understand grace is this. It, the meaning of it would be receiving what I have not earned or deserved. In other words, Paul is saying in verse 3, I, grace to you or, or I extend to you or I hope for you some, that, that the peace of God and, and, and of our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, um, that they will extend to you something that you haven't deserved or something that you haven't earned. And it's going to happen because of Jesus' death on the cross, he goes on to say. So the meaning of grace is really important. And while we're doing this, let's just talk about a couple of other words that are going to pop up here really fast. Uh, the first one is grace. It's, it's, er, it's, it's receiving what I have not earned nor deserved. And then let's look at the meaning of gospel, because gospel pops up a bunch in here. And, and the way I would define gospel, I mean, if you want the technical um, word or definition of gospel, it, it's, it's this. It is uh, the good news. But what is that good news? Well, the gospel is this. The gospel is the good news that there is now a way for me to be prepared to meet God and step from this life into eternal life rather than eternal death. Now, now think about this because this becomes really important in a little bit. The gospel, the good news, the gospel is, the good news is that there is now a way for me to step from this life into eternal life there is now a way for me to step into eternal life now those that you the, the man on the street that you're going to talk to and you're going to ask him hey how do you know you're prepared they say i'm good enough so their means of being prepared to move into eternity and stand before god is this they 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 believe it's a matter of being good And good enough I'm a good person Paul saying there is a means grace there is a means the gospel there is a means where God extends to you the ability to step from this life into the next and stand before God and be found righteous and right Um, and and, and that is the good news so that is the gospel let me just touch on one last thing and that's the law because it's gonna pop up here in a few minutes and the law is this Uh, it's not you can't drive over 55 miles an hour it's, it's, it's not the, 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 the civil law we have on our books. When we talk about the law in Scripture, we're talking about the Mosaic law. We're talking about such things as circumcision. It's, it's a sign of the covenant. We're talking about such things as only eating certain foods. We're talking about such things as um, keeping yourself separated from unclean uh, foods or animals or people. And we're going to see that here in a little bit, that if you're Jewish and you're keeping the law, Uh, then you will not eat a meal with certain people. When we talk about the law, that's what we're talking about. But here's what I want you to see. When we're talking about the law, what we're really talking about is in the Jewish mind, the Jewish world that Paul's writing to, um, he's saying if you keep these things, what that makes you is good enough. So in a lot of ways, that's their version of good enough. Now, I want to, tonight, I want to scroll down here a little bit, and let me get just give you a little bit of a heads up. Uh, we're, I'm going to move the scriptures, and it's going to get a little crazy on your screen, so I won't move this too far or too long, but just hang with me for here for a second, and it's going to go all gobbledygook on you, and then we will be back together and looking at verse 6, and we're going to jump into this tonight uh, a, a little deeper and a little further. I, I want, there it goes, you guys, or at least I'm seeing it, uh, so let's look at this tonight and keep going a little further. You guys all still with me? Everybody still there? If you are, give me a thumbs up. Let me know. Talk to me. Hi, Darlene. Good to have you with us tonight. I'm looking at my my scroll, my feed here. Jill is jumped in. Hi, Jill. And Linda. Hi, Linda. It's good to see you tonight. Um, glad to have you guys all with us. You guys all still there? All right. I still got you. I haven't lost you that yet. So the gospel in Galatians, let's go a little further into this. Let's look at Galatians 1, 6 through 10. Um, Let me read a few passages here for you. Verse 6, you can follow along with me. Paul says this, he's talked about grace and and he's talking about gospel, that good news. But look what he says in verse 6, and this is one of Paul's most intense, direct, harsh letters uh, of all that he wrote. And this guy wrote a third of the New Testament, okay, or two-thirds of the New Testament. Actually, he says this in verse 6. He says, I'm astonished. He says, I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Now let's, let's unpack this a little bit. Let's break this down a little bit. He says, I can't believe you guys. I can't believe you all. I'm astonished that you have so quickly deserted him who called you in the grace of Christ. Or I am so astonished that you've walked away from the idea... Or the belief that God has extended to you something you didn't earn and something you didn't deserve, grace. I'm astonished that you've turned away from the grace of Christ, turning to a different means, a different way of making sure that when you step from this life into the next life, gospel, when you step from this life into the next life, you're going to be prepared. He said, I can't believe that you've turned away from, from, from grace receiving from God something you didn't deserve and you've not earned, and that being the means by which you're prepared to step into eternity. He says, I- I'm shocked. I'm amazed. He said, I'm astonished. I can't believe this. And, and he takes it. He- he's so serious about this. He's so upset about this. He says, listen, there are those that are troubling you with this. And he said, like I've and he actually says it twice he says like I've said before I've got it highlighted in green here let him be accursed or uh, another way to say that would be let there be a curse placed upon him that's pretty serious words from Paul to be extending to those that are throwing out this new gospel or this new means of being prepared the Galatians had deserted this whole idea of grace and and Paul believes that being prepared to leave this life, And Enter the next life involves basically what we see is three things. The first is grace or receiving from God what we've not um, uh, What we've not earned or deserved. The second one is is this it's being good enough just seems to not really even come into play with this because if it's a matter of me being good enough, then I've kind of earned it, right? But Paul's saying it's not about that. It's about grace. It's something that God extends to us through Jesus Christ Lastly, this person is preaching this to them. There's somebody proclaiming this gospel, and he is just vehemently opposed to this thing. Let's jump down tonight to verse 12, and I'm going to move my screen here again for you. So hang on while you get a little bit of the uh, crazy text on your screen, and we'll catch up and we're going to look at verse 11 tonight together. How did Paul, and this is where it gets really fun and, and, and interesting. How did Paul come to understand his idea of the gospel? Now listen, these next uh, 24 verses, and we're not going to hit them all, I just want to hit some highlights on this with you tonight, because I want you to see this. Um, It it shows what Paul went through to come up with this gospel, because his idea of gospel, this idea of grace and salvation by grace and faith, and this it's completely foreign to everything this man had believed. So, So watch this with me. How did Paul come to this? He says, um, for I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. So just like Paul's not an apostle appointed by man or by committee, he says this gospel that I'm preaching, it's not man's gospel. Some man didn't teach this to me. He says, for I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. So Paul says, it was by revelation Jesus himself showed me this, even though I didn't come to know Jesus till after he had died and and been resurrected and and ascended to heaven. He said, despite that fact, Jesus himself gave me a revelation, and and I learned this gospel from him. And he goes on then, and he he lays out this... this understanding, he first gives his Jewish credentials. He says, look, I was a man that was above all of my brethren. I was zealous beyond all of them. Most people believe he was a doctor of the law. This was a man that understood the law, understood the gospel, understood or understood the Old Testament, the Pentateuch, and the law. He was a man that was deeply ingrained in Jewish beliefs and, and the law. And he lays out his credentials there, and he says, God called me by grace so that I could preach Uh, Among the Gentiles now now when Paul was called after his revelation on the Damascus Road Where did this? Revelation come from and this is where it gets really interesting and and I don't know maybe a lot of people don't realize this Um, He says in verse 18 uh, Actually, let's back up a little bit. Let's just read 16. He says But when he was pleased to reveal his son to me, in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, he says, "I did not immediately consult with anybody. I didn't go talk to anybody. I I just didn't." He says, "Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. I didn't go find Peter, James, and John and ask them what I should do or what this should look like." He says, "I I just didn't do that. Um, But I went away into Arabia. He went away into the desert, the wilderness, the wild places, and uh, uh, and then I returned again to Damascus." He says. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Caiaphas, which is Peter, and remained there with him for 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And what I'm writing you before God, I do not lie. Now, I want you also to back up a moment and look with me at verse 15. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him, among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone. Um, He spent three years, did you catch that earlier? He spent three years in the desert. Okay, so Paul has had a revelation of understanding what it takes, the gospel, what it takes for him, for me, for the Gentiles to get from This life to the next life and be prepared. How did he get it? He got it by revelation. Where did that revelation come from? It came from an experience with jesus on the damascus road We have it recorded in acts and then he went away for three years now that raises some questions for me And uh, maybe it does for you as well. My first question would be this What did paul do in the desert for three years was he out there? You know sleeping under cactus what was Paul doing out there for three years in the in the desert, in the uh, in Arabia? Uh, the second question would be this. When he finally, after three years, left the desert and went to Jerusalem to see Peter and, and James, the Lord's brother, what was that conversation about? Well, let me just tell you the first one, I have an idea what it was about. The second one, we really don't know. But the first one is this. What do you suppose this Paul, who just gave us credentials, right? Y'all still with me? This Paul, who just gave us credentials, who was deeply, deeply understanding of the Old Testament, and the law, and, and understanding what it meant to be a, 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 a child of God, and a part of the kingdom of God, and a part of the family of God. What, for those three years, what I think he was doing in the desert, I think Paul went back and revisited everything he'd ever been taught. I think Paul went back and revisited the Old Testament, the Pentateuch. I think Paul, for three years, was out there praying and Spending time with God, reading scripture, relearning everything that he thought he knew to take it and to turn it around and make it make sense in the context of Jesus Christ being the Son of God who died and rose from the dead on the third day and ascended into heaven and now met Paul on the Damascus road and said to Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me and my people? I'm calling you to preach the gospel. Paul spent three years figuring out this whole thing of how of the gospel. How do I make sure that I'm prepared to move from this life to the next? Now, listen, I, I said this in the in the video preview that I did. Um, when I've got questions, I'm like you. I go to Google, right? I'm to the place now, and AI is to the place. Sometimes I'll ask Siri. Sometimes I'll ask... Uh, Alexa, uh, a lot of times I go to Google. Sometimes, oftentimes, I'll go to YouTube. Uh, occasionally, I'll reach out to a friend who has some expert um, expertise. I might text them. But when it comes to those really, really important things, it's better to go to the source. And that's what Paul did. So let me suggest this to you, if you're listening to this, and you've hung with us. How do you know you're prepared to move from this life into the next? How do you know you're prepared to, to stand before God? And if your answer has been, I'm a good person, That's I'm not being critical and I'm not be, trying to be harsh, um, but I, I want you to see according to the original source, according to God, according to Paul, according to God's word, according to this revelation that Paul says, I had from Jesus Christ himself, um, being good enough has nothing to do with it, because the reality is none of us are good enough. And and he says, the reality is, it's all a matter of God's grace. He extends to me something I haven't earned, something I haven't deserved, and he extends it to me through Jesus Christ. And and I think that is so important for us to believe. And and we've got to stop going through life accepting or believing, I'm a good person, and that's going to make it all okay. And I don't have to worry about anything, because usually a good person means what I see myself as not what God may or may not see me as. And and I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you a little bit that um, don't don't settle for that easy answer. Um, We're going to wrap this up here in just a minute, but I, I want to encourage you and challenge you. Come back and hear the next parts of this because It's really it's it's the most important decision you could ever make the most important thing you could ever learn and the most Important thing that could ever happen in your life is is this idea of what does it take to make sure that my life? I'm prepared to move from this life to the next because we all have one life and we all leave it the same way We just absolutely do Let's go just a little bit further in this tonight, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up you guys still out there I'm looking Uh, we got 19 on I don't know if anybody's dropped off. I hope not um, good to have you guys all with us. Give me a thumbs up if you got just a couple more minutes in you I'd like to go just a little bit further with this and then we'll bring this to a close tonight We'll pick it up next week and go a little deeper into this um, How good is good enough? Well, you've kind of I've kind of there we go. Okay, you guys are still with me. Awesome uh, I, I've, I've given you a bit of a spoiler with this that there is no good is good enough um, But I, I want to go just a little bit deeper into this. I want you to see chapter 2 with me so let me do the scroll thing again here on the screen and let's look at where paul goes next with this story this whole thing chapter two um paul then goes on in chapter two and this is what we'll pick up next week there goes the scroll for you all um paul goes on then and he explains um why we should even believe In his version of the gospel his understanding the gospel. I mean he gives us the first one We just covered that because he received it by revelation not from man. It was from God So that's a great place to start But then he jumps into chapter 2 and what we're going to find out as we jump into chapter 2 is this That he then goes after 14 years and we're looking at this together tonight verse 1 of chapter 2 he says, then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. I went up because of a revelation. Now, we don't know if this is another revelation or the original revelation, but whatever Paul does finally after 14 years, three years in the desert, 14 years of preaching, he then does go up to Jerusalem with Barnabas and Titus. Titus is a Gentile. Uh, he Along with me, and he says in verse 2, I went up because of a revelation and set before them, though privately before those who seemed influential, the gospel, the means that I believe we move from being this life to the next life, being prepared, the gospel that I proclaim among the Gentiles in order to make sure I was not running or had not run in vain. But even Titus, who was with me, was not forced to be circumcised, though he was Greek. Yet because of false brothers secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy out our freedom, that we have in Christ Jesus, so that they may bring, into us, bring us into slavery. To them we did not yield in submission, even for a moment, that the truth of the gospel, the truth of what the means is, I move from this life to the next, and be prepared, might be preserved for you. And we're going to stop right there with verse 5, and let me just say this, 14 years later, this man's preached for 14 years, he spent 3 years in the desert, hearing from God and searching through scriptures in the Old Testament and trying to understand it and hearing from God. And now he brings his gospel, his understanding of gospel, up to those that are influential. So we're now talking Peter, James, John, probably many of the other apostles that may have still been there, uh, others, leaders in the church. uh, But specifically, he says he brings it up. We'll see here in a moment. He brings it up to Peter, James, and John. And next week, what we're going to jump into then is, what do they have to say about it? And you're going to find out They actually have good things to say about it initially. And we're going to end it there. And let me bring this to a close tonight. And we're going to pray. And we're going to let you out of here. And it is about 10 till. And thank you guys for hanging with me through this. Uh, It is good to have seen you all. Um, If you're on this feed tonight. And you've been living with the view that you're good enough. And that's how you're going to make it into eternity with Jesus. I hope you can walk away tonight not feeling like you've been attacked because that's never been the goal in any way, shape or form. But understanding that based on the the, the original source, based upon God, based upon God's word, um, none of us, good has nothing to do with it. None of us are good enough. And let me encourage you tonight, if you've never asked Christ Um, To step into a relationship with you and you step into a relationship with him If you've never asked him to forgive you of your sins and made him your Savior will you do that? Because that is the grace God extends to us. He says look I Look down and I see you and I see you in your sin. I know you're there, but because Jesus died on a cross He paid a price for your sin. Therefore I extend grace to you I give to you something you've not earned something you've not deserved through the death of Jesus on the cross He paid the price for your sin And at the end of the day, where we're going to end up next week is that is the means, the method, the way that we all, by grace, come to salvation, come to right relationship with God. And tonight, let me just encourage you with that. If you've not done that, or if you've just let your relationship grow cold and messed up, take a moment, bow your head, close your eyes and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Be my savior. Live in my heart. Help me to walk with you and learn about you and learn the things of God. And um, I'm telling you, it will it, it will not only revolutionize your life as far as eternity goes, because all of a sudden you're prepared. But when you step into a relationship with the God of this universe through Jesus, it, it changes your life in this world. And I would love to see you guys do that. And tonight, if you happen to do that, man, let us know. Um, shoot us a message. Let us know that, you know what? God's done something in your life and we would be so excited for that. Hey, let me pray. And uh, we're, we're going to be out of here. Lord, we love you. And I um, know every week we have a variety of people on our feed. Some have been following you and serving you for years, some um, perhaps not. And even many that are on our feed, I, I don't even see them. They're, they're, they're just watching. And tonight I pray that this um, the, the short time together in your word, going to the original source, the original message will speak to hearts and, and help each one of us to step away from the idea that I can be good enough or even that I have to be good enough. Um, And god help us just to realize that what it means to be prepared for stepping into that next life That next existence is walking in right relationship with you through jesus And I pray tonight god that you would help each one of us to do that. We love you We praise you keep each one safe this week in jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, listen Have an awesome week. I'm looking down at my feed I throw you up a heart i don't know maybe i can even do this now that i'm on the you look at that i can love you guys and uh you are the best sunday service 9:30, and uh second service starts at 11 It'll be one hour long looking forward to this week i don't think i mentioned this last time so let me do it right now real quick we are still going to have our facebook live service what we're going to do is facebook live the 11 o'clock service Now, we can't at this point yet Facebook Live our worship. We don't have the technology and we don't have the copyright license, um, but we're working on both of those things. So what we will do is we will cut into that service about uh, 1115. So we'll be sending out, trying to send out a message is the goal uh, right around 1115. And you can jump in and catch the sermon and uh, be a part of that service if you're not yet at a place to come back, or if you're not even living around here and you've just been a part. 11 this Sunday, and my hope is we won't have to change it again anytime soon. We can keep moving forward with that for some time to come. So, hey, you guys, have an awesome uh, rest of your week, and I will see many of you on Sunday, and I hope that you're all with us via Facebook, those that aren't there, and uh, we can worship God together. Thanks for coming tonight and uh, being a part. Love you. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through Souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at sharbor at nd.rr.com.